the goodness of God, the goodness of God, that, that is the essence of faith. The essence of faith is believing that God is good all the time. That's faith. In whatever the circumstance, in whatever the situation, that God is good. And um, as we look to the goodness of God this morning, particularly through God-fearing women, I trust that it will be a great encouragement to your heart. Uh, men, don't unhook from this message. Okay? Any man that can do this is a good man. Any Christian doing these things um, or giving testimony to these things would do very well. Would do very well. Now, I'm taking the cue. I don't know what that noise was. Okay. I'm taking the cue for Proverbs 30. Okay? Proverbs. Sorry, Proverbs 31. My Bible's just folded in here. Right. From Proverbs 31. And, and I, I was hesitant. I've always been hesitant of preaching from Proverbs 31. As you know, um, you might know, you might not know, that, I mean, this is like the constitution of a godly woman. You know, it's always put up there. And, uh, I mean, there are 22 things that this godly woman does. And if you ask me, it's a little bit intimidating, you know. And when it's preached sometimes, it can feel like a sledgehammer, <laughs> you know. Not very encouraging because the measurements, the, the, the bar is just, whew, it's just up there. It's just up there. So, I, you know, I'm, a little, I'm just confessing to you, I'm a bit hesitant to preach through this as an encouragement for women because, I mean, I don't know any man that can live up to, to those 22 characteristics. Never mind, you know, a lady. So, but we're going to take a few of these things. A few of them. Um, so I'm just confessing that honesty before you. 22 things. I'm not going to go through 22 things because your husbands have got lunch ready for you. And dads, we're all ready for the day. Okay. But today is just a, a brief inspiration. A brief inspiration for you to continue fearing God. Okay. And who doesn't need that encouragement? Who doesn't need their hands strengthened in the purposes of God. We all do. We all need that encouragement and that inspiration. Um, so to inspire our women specifically, but also to inspire our men and to inspire everyone together. And so I've titled this one, you know, Praise God for God-fearing women. Okay? And we praise God for them. And I trust that our hearts would find that resolved by the end of uh, our time together this morning. But let me first of all uh, read the, the, the small text. It's right, it's concluding basically the book of Proverbs. So read with me from Proverbs 31. And I'm reading solely verse 30. Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Charm is deceptive. And beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will greatly be praised. If anything, our ladies need more love. If anything, our women need more tenderness. If anything, more compassion. More compassion. Because, I mean, never mind the outside that is so cold and heartless 
and hard. We can even find in the home a numbness to these basics of love and compassion and tenderness and praise and praise. It can escape us. It can escape us. But let's, let's first anchor this. And I want to anchor our message in this fearing the Lord thing. Because the one who fears the Lord is to be praised. What is this? Let's circle this fearing the Lord thing again. And I'll start with uh, an analogy. You know, you know, we're a family that have always had pet dogs. I mean, we've always had pet dogs. We had burbuls. In fact, when we moved here, we were trekking our two burbuls in another person's bucky all the way here. Randy and Cindy, and they lived for, for quite a while, and they passed. And then we had um, another three. We had Chino. Chino's now passed. And uh, then we adopted a Basset, oh, Lily. And now, you know, so, and simultaneous to these pets, we've got small children, you know, and birthday parties and sleepovers and whatnot. And so the thing is often said, don't worry about the dogs, but don't run, you know. <laughs> If you run, <laughs> they're going to interpret something else. They're going to chase you down, and then it's going, to, it's going to go all crazy. So that's the common motto. Don't be scared. I mean, you could fear them, but go to them. Don't, or just stand still. Don't run. And I think similarly with our fear of the Lord. You know, you, you don't quite contemplate the fear of the Lord if you're running. Because you can't run from the Lord. And to run from the Lord is the worst thing. That's, that's your end. You with me? That's your worst thing. That will be your end. So in fear of the Lord, you go to the Lord. You know, or stand still at the, at the least. You go to the Lord. And in fear of the Lord, because of His sovereignty and His holiness and His wrath against sin, okay, you're beholding that. But in that fear... You're going to Him. You're going to Him to listen. To Him to love Him. To Him to obey Him. To serve Him. To give Him your heart. You're with me? That's the fear of the Lord. And the woman that does that, that is the best place to be. That's the best disposition. As I say often, the most loving, most wise, most secure, most peaceful, most strong, that your strongest position is to fear the Lord, but to be near Him, to be under Him, to be with Him, to be with Him. Isaiah 8 verse 3 says, The Lord of hosts, let Him be your fear, and let Him be your dread, and He will become your sanctuary. Psalm 25, verse 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him. He makes known to them His covenant. Psalm 31, verse 19. How abundant is Thy goodness which You have laid upon those who fear You and the refuge You have brought to them. Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and He delivers them. Psalm 103, verse 11. As the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His steadfast love towards those who fear Him. 
Same chapter, verse 13. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. So, you know, we would tell the children, you know, go to him. Love him. Touch him. Hug him. Kiss him. <laughs> and the same. Go to him. Love him. Hug him. Kiss him. Uh, Psalm 145 verse 19. He fulfills the desires of all who fear him. Psalm 33 verse 18. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in mercy. Psalm 147 verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. So don't run away. You know. Those women that, that don't run away, ladies. That don't run away. Following other passions, but stay close to the Lord that He is their passion. Those who don't run away in fear, but those who come close to the Lord in fear of the Lord. So I want to anchor it to that. When that woman and man, when any person is doing that, they are to be praised. And let's take note of. Our, uh, take stock of our praise for them or lack of. Let's take note of our encouragement to them or lack of. Because my second point is this, to praise them. Okay? And it might seem a bit, oh, you know, I don't want to acknowledge someone that, well, I should be acknowledging God. You know what I mean? I don't want to take something from God and give it to this Lady, you're not doing that uh, by praising this person. Um, Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the, the desires of your heart. So as you do what God is commanding you to do, guess what? Your heart is fulfilled. So I want to say, as you praise these ladies who fear the Lord, your wife, your mother, your grandmother, your co your friend, your your fellow church sister, you know, as you praise them, guess what? You're going to find a transaction in your heart. You're going to find a joy, as you, a delight in you doing that. And um, who's emphasized that for me is C.S. Lewis, and he says this, A joy isn't fully enjoyed until it comes to expression in praise. A joy isn't fully enjoyed until it comes to expression in praise. Praise is inner health made audible. I have seen that verified over and over. It is the cranks, the misfits, the scrooges of the world who seldom praise. And they have an inner sickness of soul that yields criticism, complaining, murmuring, grumbling, sarcasm, suspicion, and general joylessness. Hmm? So as you praise these women, men, the promise is your joy is now complete because as you praise this for this joy, you will experience that joy. That's one reason. So in other words, it feels good. It feels good. To praise a God-fearing woman. It will feel good to praise a God-fearing wife and to give her praise 
a God-fearing mom, kiddos, it'll feel good to praise a God-fearing mom. It'll feel good to praise a God-fearing sister in the Lord, in whatever context you may find. Or a gogol, or whoever, an auntie, a friend, it'll feel good. It'll do good. You know, sometimes in this joyless, cold, heartless world of sarcasm and murmuring and grumbling and complaining, I mean, sometimes the stuff coming through your news feed is so toxic, you know. You find, is there any oxygen for praise? Let's say this, Christian, that in God, praising God is a greater reality. Praising God and praising what God does sovereignly through broken people, praising Him and praising His attributes, His characteristics, His promises. You couldn't be closer to life. You almost feel like shaking them up and saying, Hey man, don't you know what God did? Don't you know what God did on the cross for you? Forgiving your sins past, present and future. Chasing you down as we've just sung with this absurd love you know, chasing you down and giving you all these things. Can't you see any goodness? Look at this goodness. And so I think King Solomon is saying, look at this goodness. If you will look, you will see it, you will find it, and you should praise it. It will do you good. It will do you good. So everyone, let's covenant together to look for the good in God. There's plenty of goodness in God. Amen? There's plenty to praise God about. Plenty. There's plenty to praise God about in the people around us. And there's plenty to praise God about in the woman that's in your life. Whether it be a mom, God, God-fearing mom, a God-fearing wife, a God-fearing sister, etc., etc. Look for that good, would you? Take that road. It's far too easy to go on the, on the other side. The sarcasm, the bitterness, the problems, and looking at what could be criticized and broken down. Look to the good. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Right. Now, fearing or praising a God-fearing woman could also mean, you know, am I taking something away from the Lord? Like I said, you're not. You know, if, if any one of... When we get a compliment about our, our children, let's be honest, if we get a compliment... And we do get compliments from our children. <laughs> Thank you, boys. We get compliments of our children. It, I feel honored. You know, it's not going to me. It's going to my child. But I'm feeling honored. I think all parents can relate to that. Or anything that you're building up uh, uh, and whatnot. So I don't think it's, a, it's a, exactly the same for God. God is praised. God is honored when you give honor to, to someone else. You're not flattering that's a different thing. You're not flattering. You're not exaggerating. You're not trying to manipulate a, a, uh, some circumstance. You're authentically praising God, uh, praising that person for what God is doing in their life. And that brings honor to God. Okay? So I think I just wanted to nail it down. Hey, you praise that woman and it's the right thing to do. It honors God. And you praise that godly woman because it's the right thing to do for you. Your own soul needs this. Your own heart needs this. Okay, 
But you also praise her. Charm is deceptive. Beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised because, no, let me turn the page, it will give her strength. So coming back to these children, they're coming to our gates. So when they're not running, and we know, I mean, I get nervous going into properties with dogs, and they say, don't worry, it's just a puppy. And the thing is like this. <laughs> don't tell me not to worry. I still worry, okay? So I, I feel what they fear. And you say to them, just stand still. And they come and they're sniffing around. And then I said, just put your hand on them. And, and what you're doing, you're just like encouraging them. That's it. Keep going. Keep going. You know, pet the dog. Touch the dog. Keep going. Until that, that is all broken down. You know, when we praise godly women, they're, they're strengthened. They're strengthened to keep fearing God and keep towards Him. They're strengthened to, you know, it's, a, it's not a great analogy, but to, to love God and to reach out to God and to do God's things and God's purposes because we all know the hell that is against them. We all know the hell. And we often speak too much of that. They know it. They hear it. They see it. They feel it. They're in it. But by praising the God-fearing woman, you fill in the blank, by praising that one, you're helping that one stand still, you're helping that one reach out to what is seemingly impossible to do. And your words, your actions, your attitudes could make all the difference of bringing a whole new life change. So boys, speak well. If you have a God-fearing mom, Speak well to her. Encourage her. Husbands, you, you know how it goes. Speak well of her. Because you, have, you might not have any idea how much faith it's taking for her to stand still before a holy and awesome God and do what God is asking her to do. So we do that to, to also make her strong. Make her strong. You know, we have no idea the temptations that they have or the rejection that they're facing. Okay? But to love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, who doesn't need someone holding their hand to do that? Even us men. It is not for sissies. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and to love your neighbor. So, I said I wouldn't go through 22. I'm not going to go through 22 of these. What, what does it look like? What, what is it sort of like? I just want to pick out now. I'm picking these out on purpose because culture would want to minimize it. Okay? What we're reading in Psalm Proverbs 31 is pretty revolutionary now. It's pretty... It's pretty revolutionary. But here's one of them. Okay. What does it look like? Verse 25 of that chapter. She is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. So this one who fears the Lord laughs at the future. That's what I want. Uh, 
man or, or, or woman. That's what I want. They are so in fear of the Lord and so in tune with the Lord and His purposes and His way and this super one that whatever the future holds, they're not shaken. They're not shaken. They look to it and King Solomon says that, you know, they laugh at it. Satan comes and dangles stuff in front of them. Maybe it's troubles. Maybe it's temptations. And they laugh at it, saying, no, man, I see right through that. I fear the Lord and He has me. He's clothed me. He holds me. He's my high tower. He's my rock. He's my anchor. He's my gate. He's my bread. I'm not insecure about the future. I don't fear tomorrow's troubles. When a woman fears the Lord, she will not be anxious about tomorrow. She will do what God has appointed her to do. And trust tomorrow to the Lord. And for today, work with all her heart, mind, soul and strength with what God has given her. Trusting the Lord. So maybe your heart needs to Take that perspective this morning and, you know, whatever the future holds, to say, in the Lord, I can rest. In the Lord, I can rest. Okay, verse 26. Here's another one. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. Now, that's completely logical. If the beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord for anyone. Now, if the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, any woman in the fear of the Lord would naturally have wisdom and instruction to give. And we praise them because that's what they have. She opens her mouth and wisdom comes out, teaching comes out, kindness comes out. And we praise God for that. We need more of that. Amen? All right. We need more of that. Not silence. Not dismissing. Not belittling. But opening the tap. These godly ones, these God-fearing ones, you open the tap because in them is this a greater wisdom. It also says in verse 25 that she is clothed with strength. Strength and dignity. I'd add she's got intellectual strength and she's got physical strength. We praise her. We praise her. And we encourage her. And as we praise that, so the strength is strengthened. As we praise her, the wisdom gets wiser. As we praise her, her confidence in the future gets better. As we praise her. Verse 11 and 12. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. If I can apply it generally, she's trustworthy. She's trustworthy. And, and she's not living for herself. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. It says earlier in the book of Proverbs that a a God-fearing wife is like a crown on, for the husband. You know, and I, it's alluding to that as she is honored and as she is prayed, praised, so the husband is honored. 
I mean, it's, it's great news when a God-fearing woman is praised because it brings honor to the husband and it brings honor to the children. It brings honor to the church when we hear testimonies of God-fearing members doing God's purposes, acting in God's ways, and fearing God wholly. Verse 20. I'm just, I'm just picking here and there. Verse 20. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. That's self-explanatory. This God-fearing one is compassionate, trustworthy, and always lending a hand to the needy. I mean, we could go on and on and on. But as God-fearing women, may our, test, may our praises of you this morning be an encouragement to you that you continue this and more. And more. Like I said, there's 22 of them. And we've only touched on four or five. But also for our men. This is what God wants to liberate in the heart of every believer. This kind of being. This kind of being that is unshaken with the unknown. This kind of being that trusts the goodness of God in all things. This kind of being that is so secure and so trusted that they continue to work with all their heart. They continue to give, they continue to share, they continue to love. That is testimony to the power of God. The power of God in any believer. The power of God makes a, any believer formidable in the sufferings and the tragedies and the trials of life. This is not some you know, testimony of someone in heaven. This is a testimony of someone on earth. Facing the same struggles, living the same, with the same realities we live with, here on earth, the kingdom in their heart, finding expression and doing these things. So men, if we smell it, if we see it, please pause, praise God, and praise that person for what you just saw, what you, or what you just heard. Okay, and let's be an encouragement to them. Ladies, if this is you, maybe it's two out of five, maybe it's three out of five, maybe it's five out of five. God willing, it's 22 out of 22. God is going to achieve this mission in you. He will. He will. And by the grace given to you by God, and the grace is given to you from each other, let us hold their hands, let us lift their chins, and let us make them secure as they... Love, reach out in faith to this holy, sovereign, righteous one and all his ways. Amen? God bless you, everyone, in your walks and in your purposes in God. And trust that, well, this word has been a small encouragement to you today. Let's pray.